Time with animals brings so much to our lives, doesn't it? I mean, they bring so much forward through their beauty, their energy, their unconditional love, through their fun and quirky antics, and so much more. Animals, they're amazing. And when the time comes for them to leave this earth and transition from physical to spirit, it can be a challenging time. This episode has been created and inspired by the animals themselves, for they remind us of our soul's entanglement with them. And as we connect together during this time, we are invited to remember and honor them. We're also going to receive a very special message from the animals in spirit form and an invitation to be able to look at death and loss, grieving and mourning, in perhaps a new and different way, or maybe even a way that will shift in perspective so that we can take our healing to the next step and beyond. With a huge thanks to the animals that have joined us in this particular episode, and if you're listening to this right now, I invite you to come with me as we hear of their messages and as we connect and honor them. Let's get going hand in hand, and let's walk the journey together. Hi everybody, it's Mary Beth Haynes, and I'm the gal who speaks with animals and the host of the Awaken with Animals podcast. Awaken with Animals is a collection of inspiring channelings from the animals themselves and messages of guidance from them, those that we call our friends. They delve into the heart of the mind, body, spirit, and soul. And along with friends, some old, some new, I'll be having impactful conversations with other like-minded people who share a variety of profound experiences that animals and other sentient beings have brought to their lives. Anything from the journey of healing to the celebrations of life, there's an animal who has a story to tell, a lesson to teach us, and a gift to provide to us all. This podcast promises to bring you uplifting inspiration and divine loving guidance. I'll be calling upon the collective animal energy, animal spirit, and the beings of light to match and join our vibration. I will channel messages of love and hope as well as help you with your own connection to the animals in your life, in nature, and more. We'll explore all of this with our heart's authenticity and our soul's growth in a space of divine wisdom and love always. So be prepared to be amazed at just how profoundly deep an animal's message can be, why they are here to assist humanity, and to learn just how many blessings they have to share with you. It is my heart's intention that as we awaken with animals, we will activate a deeper and meaningful life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome to Awaken with Animals, an opportunity to activate a deeper and meaningful life. My name is Mary Beth Haynes, and I am the gal who speaks with animals. And as we connect together at this very moment that you're listening to this, I invite us to come into our our heart space, the space that is within the, the center of our chest, and just give ourselves permission to expand a little. Take that deep breath. Hmm. Just kind of open that up. The last few days, it's really interesting. I have found that I have been contracting within my chest area, within my heart space area. And then when I have 
realize that I've been contracting and I go to expand. And all that is, is just essentially setting the intention to be aware of that contraction. And what I mean by contraction is that my chest is felt tight. When I go to breathe, I'm not breathing fully. I'm doing more shallow breathing and those types of things. And so when I talk about expanding our heart center, expanding our hearts, it's like envisioning or or imagining, you know, it expanding, that space opening up. That might even do like a really beautiful chest stretch, you know, by bringing your hands out and reaching them kind of like, kind of like a pec stretch, kind of like stretching your shoulders back with your arms out. (sighs) Feels so much better to open up that space, especially for those of us who are walking around with that contraction. So when we can be mindful of that, we can expand that. And when we expand that, things can expand in our life situations. And that is pretty cool. Something as simple as the intention of expanding our heart center can shift our vibration and allow things in of which we desire and so much more. So thank you for doing that with me. And as we connect together and as I've pressed this record button on this particular episode, I'm being brought to the awareness that this month of June is the awareness of world Pet Memorial Day. World Pet Memorial Day is always held on the second Tuesday of June each year, and it is a day to honor, remember, and reflect on the animals that we have had the gifts of spending time and space with in the physical. The gift of having these beautiful beings in our lives that have come here for a certain time, who have fulfilled their purpose here on earth, and who have then moved and transitioned to spirit. And as I bring in the energy and the vibration and ask that indirect connection with the purest and highest love and the purest and highest light to bring forward this energy to come and match this vibration, I really feel like this this space within our hearts, that, that chest area, you know, there's so much contraction there, especially when it comes to grieving the death of a beautiful animal that we have shared so much time with, to mourn their passing, and to also remember and honor the many gifts that they've shared with us. You know, during our physical time together, and the reason why I'm being so specific in the physical time together is because our time together with them has not ended. The physical time has for the physical of who they are and who they were during their time here on earth has transformed, has changed. It's, it's shifted its vibration from physical to spirit. However, the energy of who they were and who they are when they were here on earth still remains. It just remains in another form. Scientists, they've, they've tried to destroy matter. They've tried to do all these experiments and destroy matter. 
They've tried to do things to make it become no more, and they haven't been able to. What they've realized is that all matter can't be destroyed, but it can change form. And when we think about that and we talk about the animals that we have had gifts of sharing time with here on earth in the physical, we can be reminded that even though they may have experienced a physical death, therefore the physical aspect of them is no longer here, the energy, the essence, the who they are and who they were and and all of that, that still remains because it's just the physical being transformed or changing into changing the energy into spirit, moving from physical to spirit. And when I say just, I don't mean, oh, it's, oh, it's just them doing this. It's hard. It's hard. It hurts the heart. We miss them. We miss touching them. We miss seeing them. We miss hearing them. We miss all of those, those tangible senses that we're so used to. And it shifts our vibration in a deep way. And so I share with you, as I look at this picture of beautiful Mr. Mushi, who sits here on my desk, I really feel like his presence is with us, reminding us that even though I'm looking at this beautiful orange and white kitty cat, who had the personality of a, of a feisty, a feisty guy, <laughs> who always wanted it to be, you know, his, his way or the highway, right? And also the guy that, even though it was his way or the highway, he was always there to bring that love, to bring that that lesson through being a teacher and so much more. And as I look at his photo and as I see into his eyes, I hear from him, I still am with you. We still are with you all. Our form has changed, yes. But the essence of who we are who we were during our time together in physical form and who we are now in spirit still remains. And I thank you, Mr. Mushi, for bringing that forward. When we think about the concept of death, for some of us, it could be very, very scary. For some of us, it could be quite, quite okay. For me personally, I remember growing up and I remember having a big fear of death because I didn't understand it, right? It was it was just this scary thing. And a lot of times when we are small children, many times our first experience of death is with an animal, especially if we have animals in our family, right? If we have animals that, that have come forward growing up on a farm, I had animals of every kind in my life right? Pigs, cows, horses, chickens, ducks, cats, dogs, rabbits, guinea pigs, hamsters, (laughs) you name it. You know, we had them on the farm at one point. And when their time came that their life purpose was complete and, you know, some of them left due to old age, some of them left due to accidents, right? We lived on a highway. So some of them, unfortunately, uh, didn't look, you know, they, they perhaps went out and ventured and they didn't look and something happened. Some of them were with wild animals. There, there was a lot of different reasons why 
the animals in my life growing up died and died that physical death. And even though there were so many different reasons, it didn't change that they died in my mind. And it was very scary because it was like, how can, how can a, a living being be here in one second? And then, you know, a couple minutes later, they're not anymore. And it just was so hard to wrap my little mind around because I, I just couldn't understand it. And I was so used to having them being there and then feeling that their, their physical presence was gone that really hurt. Does this make sense to any of you? Because even though I'm sharing about what it felt like as a child, it can still feel this way as an adult. But going back to being a child and, you know, having that first experience of what death is all about, do you remember what your first experience was? Was it with an animal? Was it with a person? You know, how was that for you? What was brought forward for you with that? Did you understand it? Was it frightening? What are some of the things that that came forward for you when that happened? I remember, you know, all the different ways that, that the animals would leave the earth and have that physical death and... I remember being told by my parents what happened. So, you know, I know some of us, we want to protect our children. We don't want them to hurt, right? We want them to, to, to not have to hurt. And so we may say, oh, you know, Bowser went to, went to Aunt Fran's farm, right? You know? so that he can run and, and be free instead of, you know, being with us. And, and he's happy now, right? And we all think Bowser went off to Aunt Fran's farm. And really what happened was Bowser died. And so I think for children especially, the more honest we can be with them, we can actually help them understand death on a level that, that they can understand. So for example, if we're talking with a four-year-old versus a 14-year-old versus a 24-year-old, right? There's different ways that we would obviously explain that. However, let's talk about the four-year-old. If we tell, you know, four-year-old Bobby that Bowser went to Aunt Fran's farm, four-year-old Bobby might think, okay, you know, well, why can't I go see Bowser or, you know, all those things. And I understand the aspect of wanting to protect Bobby. We don't want Bobby to hurt. You know, it's, it's hard to explain to a four-year-old what death means and what it's all about. And what about us? What if we miss Bowser so much? You know, based on how Bowser left this earth, right? How, how his physical death happened, we may be having a hard time with it as well. So it might be easiest for us to just tell Bobby, four-year-old Bobby, that Bowser went off to Aunt Fran's farm. I think that when we can talk to a child and we can share with them the truth and let them know if we're having a hard time with it as well, that that child will understand and that we'll be able to give that child an experience of understanding death in the way that they can at that particular age. And some of you might be asking, well, how would I tell Bobby that? I'm having a hard time. I don't know what to do. Bowser was my life, right? And if there are some things that could help you, maybe maybe I could share some of those. So let's see. 
So let's say Bowser is a dog and Bowser was outside and there was an accident and Bowser through this accident that was never done on purpose but it did happen and through this accident Bowser died. So now we have to tell four-year-old Bobby why Bowser isn't here when four-year-old Bobby comes home from daycare. Bobby's looking for Bowser, doesn't understand. Where's Bowser? Where's Bowser? We can sit down with Bobby and we can explain to Bobby and say, Bobby, there's something I need to talk to you about and it's really important. So I was wondering if we could go sit somewhere and we could bring Bobby near his toys or somewhere that might be a place where Bobby to sit. And maybe we could even ask Bobby because it's something important that we're going to be talking about. So where would Bobby like to sit so we could talk about this? And so we can explain to Bobby once we're in that space that Bowser had died. And to help Bobby in understanding this, we could explain that something happened and we didn't mean for it to happen. But what happened was, and and we could explain it in a way. So in other words, we don't have to share all the details with Bobby, but we can tell Bobby that there was an accident, that Bowser got in the way, And because of that, Bowser died. We can also explain that the reason why Bowser had to die was because his body wasn't able to keep going on, right? We could explain, you know, different reasons so that Bobby can start understanding. We can also share that we had to take Bowser to the doctor and the doctor felt that it would help Bowser to give him some special medicine, And then Bowser was able to take the special medicine and it was able to help him feel no pain and it was able to help him go to sleep. And as he went to sleep, he would go into a deep, deep, deep sleep and then his heart slowly, slowly slowed down and then Bowser was able to go to heaven or however it is that you'd like to explain that. And Bobby might have some questions about that and you could answer those in the best way possible. What you've done here is you've given Bobby an opportunity to find out the truth. And you can give Bobby an opportunity to move through feelings of what grief and loss is like. Because if Bobby is experiencing this with his best friend Bowser, and he can understand it in the best way that a four-year-old can, because he was explained to of what happened, he can then process it and work it through so that when it happens again with an animal or a family member or a friend, he's got a foundation in which to work from. So instead of mom and dad trying to protect him and saying Bowser went off to Aunt Fran's farm and then the next time Bobby experiences a death, he has nothing to go from. The death of Bowser could be a foundation for him. Now, Bobby may have questions, or Bobby might not. Bobby may need time to process this. And he also may find that he's sad, and then all of a sudden off playing like everything's okay again. Because the one thing that children do when grieving is they grieve through spurts. So all of a sudden they can be very sad, and they could be very, you know, maybe behaviors come up, or however it is that they're expressing their grief, And then all of a sudden they're happy and they're playing and everything's fine. And it's almost like nothing happened. 
And then all of a sudden they're sad again. And that's how they work this through. And so it's important to have that support for them. And it's also important to have that support for us as well. Because we, when we're explaining this to Bobby, we can also tell Bobby that, you know what, I'm so sad. Bobby, I am so sad. I, I really wish that this didn't have to happen to Bowser. I miss him so much. And we can let Bobby know that we're here to help Bobby, but we're also here together as a family and we're here to help each other. And is there anything that we can do together to help each other heal? And that way, Bobby is involved in the first place. Bobby is involved and he's got that foundation to move from. I remember my mom and dad explaining as a child what happened to the animal and why they died. We lived on a farm, so none of our animals went off to Aunt Fran's farm. But we, we were always told the truth, and I was very grateful for that. And we actually had a special space on our farm because we had 25 acres of land, and it's where all our pets were buried. So we were able to go out as a family, and we actually had a little service. We could say a prayer or sing a song or say a few words. And sometimes I didn't want to do that. It hurt too much. And that was okay. It was accepted. But we were still there together for each other as a family as we worked through this all in our own way. And so we would bury our animals. And to this day, even though we don't live there anymore, that beautiful space still remains. The family that bought the farm after we moved out, they knew of that space as well. And they honored that space. And so it was just very, very beautiful how... Even though it was so very, 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 very hard to experience the death of animals, the death of family members, human, furry, etc., it was able to be explained in the best way possible. And I think as adults, we need to give ourselves that break to know that we may not know what the right thing to say is, but when we tell the truth and when we can share it from our hearts, We can not only help four-year-old Bobby, but we can also help ourselves. And you know what's really interesting? I've heard the darndest thing from kids. The things that they say back when being explained. It's like they have such wisdom and sometimes they're there to help their adults, help their parents in more ways than their parents ever thought was possible. That could come from a four-year-old, a five-year-old, you know, a child. It's so interesting. So am I saying that I know it all and this is what you should be doing and this is absolute? Not at all. You know your child best. And you know what is best for your kids. So I'm not telling you that this is what you should be doing. I'm just giving you... An opening, perhaps I should say, that is an opportunity to be able to provide them with a foundation on which to start understanding what death is about. I remember as well when I was growing up, I remember, for example, my grandmother on my mom's side, so my mom's mom, she passed when I was about seven or eight, and I remember going to her funeral and That actually was my first actual funeral that I'd ever been to. And I remember seeing her in the casket and 
all of that and I remember shuddering like this whole shudder came through my body and I it was just a really weird weird feeling for me because again I was processing what death was about and kind of what it was all you know how can we be here and then not be here anymore and I remember my mom explaining to me that we were there to celebrate Grandma Allen's life. We were there to remember her for our time together. We were there to honor. And it was um, the celebration that really, really struck a chord with me. It was like that stuck with me the most. And I remember asking my mom, I said, how can we celebrate Grandma Allen's life? Like, how can we celebrate her when she's not here anymore? And that's when I was taught about the concept of how even though our physical body may no longer be here and has experienced a physical death, that we still move forward. And that Grandma Allen, and at that time, I was told Grandma Allen went to heaven. And so she was still very much a part of us and she was still very much a part of of our journey and that her soul was still very much alive and that she went to heaven and that she I was brought up very Christian so she she went to heaven she she's with God now and all that kind of stuff and she's with all of the family members that have passed on as well and so I remember learning that and I remember learning about the celebrating the celebrating of her knowing that it was okay to be sad knowing that it was okay to miss her and knowing that it was empowering to celebrate the wonderful gifts that she shared with us during our time together here on earth in the physical. And little did I know (laughs) there would be a lot more contact with her afterwards, after she died, right? When she was in spirit, because as a small child, I was very open to spirit. I was very open to you know, I, I mentioned I was brought up very Christian, right? I was brought up in that capacity. And there was a lot of things like, you know, we don't talk with spirit. We don't have that. Yes, we move on to spirit. And yes, the spirit is still with us. But when you start seeing spirit or hear spirit or all that kind of stuff, um, a lot of times in the church that I went to, it's just like, no, you that's not what you do. So that was shut down in me at a, at a young age. My parents didn't shut that down, by the way. So I just kept quiet about it. But it's just really interesting how when we can learn something from a small age, it can really help us as we move forward in life. And that brings us to why we're here today and why we're here in this particular episode. And being as World Pet Memorial Day is a day to honor and remember our pets. I just invite us all to to just take a moment to be able to connect in and to honor them in the way that works best for us. Some of us may wish to have some tears, and that's okay. Some of us may have different emotions coming up, and that's okay. Some of us may wanna you know, take out pictures, take a look at all the pictures of them, or think of the times when they you know, did their quirky little antics and made us laugh, or You know, all the times they did those things that made us go, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? Like when Mr. Mushi jumped over the balcony and jumped on somebody's garage roof and I was like, I turned my back for five, not even five seconds and he jumped and it just, 
totally, totally almost devastated me. And thank God he was able to come back and he was safe. But I remember going, Moshe, what am I going to (laughs) do? Right? And I can laugh about it now, but at the time it was not so fun. But I have that to remember him with. And so whatever comes up for you, it's what will be best for you. So whether you wish to celebrate the lives of the animals that you've spent time with here on earth, whether you wish to take that quiet time and honor the sadness that still is there, whether you light a candle, plant a tree, go out and put that special rock in the garden, go for that walk in nature, offering the earth a beautiful gift, singing, movement, making a donation, doesn't have to be monetary. Maybe it's a monetary donation to some sort of charity. Maybe it's a physical donation in the honor of the beautiful and beloved pet that you are here to remember. Maybe it's, you know, buying some dog food, some cat food. Maybe it's going and spending time with an animal in need to share some love with them. There's so many ways that, that we can honor and remember our pets that we've spent this beautiful time and space with here in the physical. So many different ways. And I think that you'll know what way is best for you should you wish to partake in this. We always have free will of choice, whether we wish to or not. Sometimes we feel we're not ready, and that's okay too. Writing a letter to your pet is a beautiful, beautiful gift. It's not only a gift for them, it's a gift for you as well. Because you are able to release and express. And when we can give that expression, we're actually giving ourselves a gift to be able to share what's inside. And nobody ever even has to see that letter, if you don't wish. That letter could be just between you and that beautiful animal. There's so many different things that we can do. Did you know that our thinking is what keeps us stuck in grief? Society has taught us to keep our emotions inside. And if we don't receive the permission and the environment for release, these same emotions, they can become toxic within us. And did you know that the typical time period for healing is anywhere from about five to eight years? Maybe even sometimes longer. There are over 50 million people suffering from grief or heartbreak. And if you're one of these people, I'd like you to know that you're not alone. You are very welcome to join a free program that I'm offering, and it's called Journey to Healing. It's a five-week online program, and it is free for you. You will receive a free digital copy of the Power of Pets 7 Effective Tools for Healing book, as well as emails and communications from me directly in your inbox with information and tools to empower you in making positive changes as you process the loss you are experiencing. If you would like to get more information on this and to sign up to receive this for free, simply go to thegalspeaks.com, go under the free gifts tab and click on pet loss support. The other thing that I wanted to share with you that's just come forward is the difference between grieving and mourning. 
I talked a lot about, you know, how I was growing up and I heard people say, well, I'm grieving or I need time to mourn, right? And I never knew that there was a difference. I always thought there were the same thing. And so to share with you, there are two aspects to healing when we are feeling that sadness, when someone we love so much experiences a physical death and is no longer here in the physical. And so the first aspect is the grief, right? It's the grieving. And it is what we have inside. It's the internalization of what's happened. It's how we process the death. It's how we feel inside. It's the emotions we feel. It's all of the internalization of that and how we work through that loss. And then the second aspect is mourning. Mourning is the outward and the active steps that we take. So there's a very distinct difference between grieving and mourning. Grieving is all internal. Mourning is external. It's active. So mourning would be what we do with that loss that we feel. We have those feelings of the grieving and the feelings and the emotions. What do we do with that? Well, we could mourn by doing certain things. And the morning are taking actionable steps. And so by realizing that there's the grieving and the morning, so we've got the internalization and then we've got the active steps in the morning, we have different things and we have choices and we have opportunities to be able to help ourselves and those that are with us going through this to be able to move through this together. And there is a lot of times where we may be feeling alone and to be able to connect with others who truly understand can be so helpful, so helpful. You're listening to somebody right now who understands. And when I say that I'm not you, so I can't say that I know what you're going through, But what I can say is that because I've gone through it, I can understand the sadness of losing a beautiful, beautiful pet. I can understand how sometimes it can be very frustrating because we wish we could have done something different. I understand how it can sometimes be overwhelming and confusing because we wonder, well, I don't understand how this could have happened or, you know, what if I should have, you know, I should have done this or I should have done that. Those are the ways that I do understand. And I also understand in a way that can't be put into words, but it can be felt or sensed through my heart. The compassion that is needed when we're healing. The opportunity to know that It's okay to feel this way. And sometimes we need to break down in order to break through. I mean, the animals that we spend time with here on Earth, their lifespan is not the same as us as humans. Their lifespans are shorter. And they come to us in our lives to be so many things. They're our family members and our friends. They are our companions, they're our confidants, they're our protectors. 
They're healers. They're teachers. They're angels. They are so many things with so many gifts. And it is no wonder it hurts so much when they die. What brings me comfort is the awareness in knowing that even though their physical presence may no longer be here, their spiritual presence still remains. In the communication sessions that I've had with many, many animals who have passed on to spirit, they've shared with me lots of different stories and they've shared with me lots of different experiences. But the one thing that's all common and, and always the same between them is what it's like in spirit. And they bring forward this feeling of deep peace. The colors, I can only sense the colors on a certain level because it's so much more, the colors, but they're so vibrant and they're so crisp and they're so clear. And the colors that they show me are beyond what I can explain in words. And they share with me how when they do cross over, and they transition. So remember, they're changing form from physical, right? Physical energy into spiritual energy. And as they do that, that they find it so cool and so interesting because they're able to be at many places at once. They just think and they're there. So they still stay with their family. They still stay with us. They want to make sure that we're going to be okay. But also when they are transitioning and they are with the light or gone to heaven or however it is that you want to say it, there is always someone there to greet them. And usually it's one of our family members. Sometimes it's animal family members. Sometimes it's human family members. It's so wonderful how they're, they're greeted. And many times there is a human family member that we know of. And when I say family member, this does not have to be like DNA family member. This could be someone that we you know, have no DNA relation to, but they're still family, right? Doesn't mean we share the same blood. They can still have a different bloodline, but a different DNA, but they are like family to us. And they're there, if they're in spirit, they're there to greet our animals when they cross over. And it's just absolutely beautiful. And, you know, it's, I pressed the record button. I just started talking I knew that that World Pet Memorial Day was most likely kind of the topic about what we we're going to talk about today, but everything that I'm talking about here has just come forward organically. And I share all of this with you. And as the the beautiful collective animal energy from spirit comes forward, I share this with you with an opportunity to just unite together and to honor and remember all of the animals, all of the animals that each and every one of us has spent time with here on earth. Those that we feel sadness for, that we still miss, those that we are smiling about as we remember them, no matter what it is that we're feeling, it's just taking this this permission, this act of recognition and, and just coming together and honoring each and every one of them. 
They have come forward into our lives for a reason. When we've spent time with them here on earth, it was because we had a, what I like to call, or what the animals shared with me one time, and I like to call it ever since, is a soul's entanglement, meaning their soul and our soul were meant to be together. They just so happened to be a soul in animal form, and we just so happened to be a soul in human form. And because our souls are connected already, we were able to meet and spend time together and learn lessons together and share in so much together. And so therefore, our souls entangled and we had our time together, whether it was short or whether it was long, whether it was not enough in time. We came together for a reason and a purpose. We shared together for a reason and a purpose. And then their physical death happened for a reason and a purpose. We mourn and we grieve for them for a reason and a purpose. And we connect together with our souls still entangled for a reason and a purpose. You know, they're bringing forward what feels like, you know, I was talking about talking with children and kind of helping them with their experience with death. And if we can help them with their first experience by building that foundation for them, they then have something to go for uh, from, you know, in the, in the future. And as I connect here, I just feel all of the animals that we've spent time with. I feel their collective energy bringing forward this foundation for us. And no matter how old we are, it's like they're bringing forward this foundation for us, just like we talked about when we explained to that four-year-old Bobby when Bowser passed away. It's like they're bringing forward this opportunity for us to now bring how we feel, all our feelings and emotions, all of those things that we're going through as we are healing or remembering or honoring or whatever it is that we're doing as we connect in with the pets that we've spent time with here physically and that are now in spirit form, who have died a physical death and are now in spirit form. And it's like they're bringing forward this opportunity for us to learn and to remember or to relearn, I'm hearing as well, just like little four-year-old Bobby was explained to about Bowser. And to know that it's okay to be sad and it's okay to grieve and to mourn and to honor that within ourselves. And to remember that it's okay. And to remember the active steps. Because if we do not have those active steps and we just continue grieving, then there's nothing that that will help us move through it, right? We have to keep moving through it. And again, sometimes in order to move through it, we need to become really real and raw. And just like we can explain to little four-year-old Bobby 
in a way that we can do the best we can. The animals are bringing forward this opportunity for us to revisit our feelings about all of our pets that we've spent time with here on Earth. All of them. And to go back to what is it that we need? What is it that you need? What would make... Just give me a second here. Questions coming forward to ask you. It is a tangible experience I'm hearing to have us here with you in the physical for you can touch us. You can see us. You can experience us in a tangible way that humans are used to experiencing life. However, if your sight were taken away, you may not see us with your physical eyes. But you would still know that we were there. If your ability to touch us was taken away, your ability to hear us was taken away, you would still know that we were there because you would be able to sense us there with you in the physical. And we bring this forward to you to offer an invitation and a realization that even though you could still sense us in some way in the physical, if all of those main senses were taken away. We ask you, why is it so different for a human to not be able to sense us still when we're no longer there in the physical? For we still are here. We still are with you. We are with you in the senses that aren't normally taught in school. So instead of seeing us with your physical eyes, you can still see us with your spiritual eyes. And instead of touching us with your physical hand, you can still feel our touch through your spiritual hand. We are the animals that came to spend time with you in the physical. And even though our physical existence is no longer there for you to experience in a tangible way, the essence of who we are, who we were with you in the physical, still exists. We still exist. We are still here. In spiritual form, we find that we are able to serve in many different ways. And one of those ways is to still serve you, our humans. And we do so in a way that is in our best soul journey and yours as well. And we share this forward with you to build that foundation, just like you would be telling four-year-old Bobby what happened. We invite you to talk to the four-year-old within you and let her or him know that it's okay to be sad, but also let him or her know that we are still here, just in a different way, 
in a way that might take some practice of getting used to and knowing that our gifts still remain. For if we didn't have that physical time with you, our life purpose would not have been able to be completed. We are sorry for some of us left this earth in a very deep and traumatic way. We are sorry that some of us made mistakes. We are sorry for the pain that it's caused you of our passings. And we also bring forward so much love to be able to share with you that our passings came with a purpose. And there's so much to learn for both us as the animals and for you, our humans, from this experience. Transitioning from physical to spirit is something that can only be explained by those who have done so. And we just bring forward this beautiful, peaceful connection. And thank you for honoring us in this way. Our message to you is of high vibration. It is our wish that you feel us in your heart. That you feel the love that is still there. Our friendship together our family, our sharing, our cuddles, our snuggles, our wet noses, they're still there. Feel them, sense them, know them in a way that you might not have ever done before. We still exist just not in the form that you're used to. We love you endlessly. Our souls have entwined for a reason. We are always with you. Thank you, wonderful collective animal energy for coming forward in this way. When your message was coming through and through the words you were sharing, I could feel this deep peace. And if I could share with each and every one of you that's listening to this, this deep peace beyond what words can explain, just so, so magical, so beautiful, so peaceful. Our animals that were here in the physical and that have died a physical death, they have changed form and they are in beautiful, beautiful energy and beautiful energetic form. And they've come forward in this way as we honor them. I really feel like they're also honoring us back. It's like taking that that foundation that, that we've been invited to reconnect with and whatever we're doing to honor them, they're reciprocating back. And it's just truly beautiful, my friends.
truly, truly beautiful. So if there is anything that is coming up for you that you feel you would like to share, maybe there's a memory, maybe there is a story, or maybe you're just having a really hard time in healing, I welcome you to email me at any time. There's two ways you can do it. You can simply go to your email and send it to the gal speaks at gmail.com or you can go to my website thegalspeaks.com and there is a contact form on there and just fill out that personalized form with your message and you can send that to me sometimes I get really uh, busy with emails and so I always know that I will get back to you if you don't hear back from me that means I didn't get your message it may take me a few days But if you don't hear back from me, something's happened and it didn't come through. So if if you haven't heard from me in like, say, you know, four or five days, then please send your message again. I just, for some reason, with it being the month of June and for honoring our pets, remembering them, celebrating them, we have an opportunity here to connect with them in a way that some of us have never done before in knowing that they still are very much with us because we've had that soul's entanglement. Our souls are connected. And so even though they may no longer be here in the physical does not mean that that connection has been severed. The only way that connection could be severed is if you decide that you wished it to be because we always have free will, free will of choice. And so... Again, if there is anything that you need or if you'd like to share or, you know, share a memory or a story or anything like that, if you're having a hard time in healing and you would like to receive, you know, either a communication session or maybe some guidance from your animal, uh, feel free to reach out and email me as well. Or if you simply just want somebody to listen have somebody who will hold that space and listen while you share. Connecting me through email or my contact form on my website, you are welcome to do so at any time. And so as we end up our time together in this particular episode, I'd like to thank you for being here. I'd like to thank the beautiful animals in your life for being here as well. Because as they come forward in this collective so I don't know everybody who's listening to this. I don't, like, you know, I can't, I can't know every single person who's going to be listening to this or when. But I feel, because when we move outside of time and space of where we are in the physical and we go into the quantum, there's this energy field that has that awareness. And so the, our animals know. <laughs> Your animals will know when you'll be listening to this. And I feel their energy coming forward. And that message that they brought through was from them. And it blows my mind how this works. But it's, it's just an absolutely, I just find it such a beautiful gift from them to be able to share with you. And so I thank them for that. And as we connect in and just kind of recap our time together, we have an opportunity to honor our pets that are no longer here in the physical by celebrating them, remembering them, and uniting together 
as we do this so that we know that we have that support and that we're not alone. You are not alone. As well as, remember how we talked about explaining to four-year-old Bobby about Bowser and his passing and what happened and all of that stuff. It's like the animals have brought forward this foundation for us as well. What could we tell the four-year-old within us? What would the four-year-old within us tell us about how we could move forward from the animals that we miss so much in the physical? There's an opportunity here to build a new foundation in moving forward from grief and mourning and loss. And even though we're talking about animals today, this also very much works with humans as well. Loss is loss. And we each experience loss in our own unique ways. And knowing that what's going to help us best and not what other people tell us is going to help us is really important. And so I hope that out of our time together today, you have been able to find comfort and solace to be able to know that opportunity to expand your heart space. Do that, that beautiful chest stretch so that things can open so that things can flow, so that things don't have to be so contracted. And as you honor each and every beautiful animal that has been in your life here in the physical, may you remember that the essence of who they are still is with you, that they still are here, that they are very much at peace, and that they are all of this in a different form than what we're used to in physical, but nonetheless, still very, very present. I share this information, their message to you, and all of this with my heart's intention in direct connection with the purest and highest love and the purest and highest light. Thank you for this time together, and until next time, Bye for now.